All new today. The most sensational murder trial in recent memory. Did you input how to make chloroform? The public believes that you perjured yourself on the stand to protect your daughter. Did you lie? Casey Anthony's parents returned to Dr. Bill with new revelations about the trial. Mr. Bias called me and said that he had something to tell me. Casey wanted me to know how Kaylee died. Have you ever molested your daughter? No, sir. Do you know to the absolute core of your heart that this man never molested your daughter? We, the jury, find the defendant. I remember I started to shake. If she showed up on your front porch tomorrow and said, I, I want to come home, what would you say? And the question no one has ever asked. First time I've ever been asked a question like that, I even thought about that. I never really considered that before. As Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony continues. As to the charge of first-degree murder, verdict as to count one, we, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. So say we all did it at Orlando. Well, it was the verdict that shocked the nation and left many people asking, where was the justice for little Kaylee? Now, last week, thousands of you flooded my Facebook, Twitter, and message boards expressing outrage over Cindy's seemingly continual excuses for her daughter Casey's behavior. I'm almost wondering if she didn't develop postpartum schizophrenia. I'm not making excuses for her. I think you are. People don't know she had a grand mal seizure. Cindy finally acknowledged there may be a deeper reason to explain Casey's behavior. Is Casey disturbed? Yes, I think something you consider terribly. That she's seriously disturbed. I think she... there's something seriously wrong with my daughter. But George didn't offer up any excuses when it came to Casey, and in fact, was fairly certain his daughter had a role in little Kaylee's death. I blame my daughter for Kaylee not being here today. I can't comprehend a human doing, especially a daughter, doing that to my granddaughter. Then, George revealed something he had never said before, leaving Cindy shocked and astonished. I believe that Casey, or someone else that she was with, possibly gave too much to Kaylee. She fell asleep and didn't wake up. That's what I feel. Gave too much what? Possibly some kind of drug or something like that. I mean, there's been speculation about Xanax or whatever it might be. We've been through this for three years, and it's the first time I've heard that out of his mouth. I'm really kind of shocked to hear that. Today, as my exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony continues, I get the opportunity to dissect what happened behind the scenes of this very intense six-week trial. Did Cindy perjure herself on the stand, and did George have an affair while Kaylee was missing? But first, I want to hear Cindy and George's response to the reports of Casey wanting to have another baby. Do you think that's a good idea? Um, not until they find out what's wrong with her. I know Casey always wanted to be a mom. Casey was a good mom, but something happened along the way. And until we find out what triggered that, I don't know if a pregnancy wouldn't trigger another, another incident in something. I, you know, I'm, I hope that that doesn't happen until she, but do you believe that, it out. There, that there could be a hormonal trigger that you mentioned? Are, are you, Absolutely. do you fear that if she had another baby, something like this could happen again? Absolutely. I don't know what's causing it. And until they find the cause, I wouldn't want her to get pregnant again for her own safety or for another child's safety. You said her brother Lee is about to get married and yes, that you, you hope to be grandparents again. Absolutely. 
would you feel comfortable with Casey babysitting that grandchild? I think I would. I you, really, you would let Casey babysit your I think your, I would, and I think Lee would allow her to babysit as well. That's a decision for Lee and his uh, future wife Mallory to make. If Cindy and Lee have a relationship with Casey, that's great. I don't think I can have that relationship again with my daughter. Maybe somewhere down the road I might change my mind because I do love my daughter. I don't like what she's done to this family. But that's first time I've ever been asked a question. I got even thought about that. I never really considered that before. I never. You said you would feel comfortable with it, but yet you, you say that you know there's something seriously wrong with her. You believe there's something seriously wrong right. with it that needs to be fixed right. first. Right. Right? Right. Because you wouldn't dispute that if what the defense says is what happened, that she showed poor judgment. But you would let her babysit another one of your grandchildren. I don't think Casey's evil. I don't think Casey would allow anything to happen, especially to another child. I think Casey has suffered the loss of her daughter and is going to have to live with that the rest of her life. I think she would be extra cautious. I would not have a problem with her babysitting. It seems unimaginable that Cindy would be okay leaving Casey alone with another young child. But as I said before, this is a mother that has a tendency to try and excuse away and put a positive spin on any of her daughter's questionable behavior. Now, as we began to talk about the trial, I wanted to know how Cindy and George felt when they first saw their daughter sitting in the courtroom on trial for her life. How did it feel walking into the courtroom and seeing Casey in there that first time? That was the realest moment we had had in nearly three years because we hadn't had any contact with our, our daughter. You know, to actually to see her within what, 20 feet of us sitting there and actually knowing that finally there could be a conclusion to know exactly what's going to be presented by the prosecution and also the defense. It was, it was, it was a very real moment. But today, you will be the first people to know exactly what happened. To Kaylee Marianne. Did y'all know and think about that your testimony, whatever you would be asked and whatever you say, might actually contribute to convicting your daughter? Absolutely. That it actually could wind up with her getting the death penalty? Mm-hmm. What did you say to yourself about that? Well, George and I have always said from the very beginning all we could say was what we knew, and that was it. All we could say was the truth of what we knew. Whatever it was going to be, it was going to be. And you realized that could be very hurtful to her? Absolutely. And were you the same way, I'm going to go in and tell the truth? Absolutely, because they were very specific on questions that they would ask, and they wanted answers to those questions. When was the last time we saw Kaylee and Casey together? What was their relationship like? George and Cindy say they have been completely honest throughout this heart-wrenching saga, but does the truth as they know it contradict the story and theories put forth by the defense? After three years of wondering what happened to their precious grandchild, and just weeks before the trial, defense attorney Jose Baez called Cindy in for a private, behind-closed-doors meeting, and George was not invited. 
Mr. Bias called me and said that he had something very, very important that he needed to tell me. He told me that Casey wanted me to know something. So my thought process is that they finally got her checked out. Maybe he had some answers um, about her seizures. I was the only one that was supposed to come, and Jose came to the office. And then he proceeds to tell me that Casey wanted me to know it how Kaylee died. And I sank back in my chair. And when he told me that Kaylee had drowned in the pool and that Casey had panicked, my immediate reaction was relief for Kaylee because I know she didn't suffer at that point. And, and then I was just, I was hysterically crying and I couldn't believe that my daughter put us all through this and that she ruined her life, that she, um, for three years, did not come forward and say something. And um, I said, why, why now? Why all of a sudden now? And um, he told me he wanted to tell me early on, but Casey said no. I said, well, you know I can't keep this from George and Lee. And Jose said, you can tell whoever you want. Casey just wanted you to be the first one to know. So um, Lee and I told George, and then my attorney, Mark and his assistant, came to our house. Mark wanted to sit down with George because there were some innuendos that there was allegations that um, the state's attorney's office was going to go after George. And um, Mark wanted to speak with George to see if he knew anything, you know. Well, see, my whole take is I think that Cindy's emotional state was, was played. Her heart was played for the whole time through Jose and through my daughter and also through my son. I was never that one to believe a lot of the things like the drowning. I still don't believe that. And, and I kept on telling her even the day that my son and Cindy came back to our house. And when he told me, I said, I don't believe it. Why wait for three years and tell us all this stuff? I didn't believe anything. I've never believed anything the defense had told me. I feel that I've been played. She's been played. My son's been played for our emotional connection to this because of it being Casey and because of it being Kaylee. And I even told her how I felt. I said, well, why not tell me? Why not invite me to this little meeting? Why not invite me? Well, because how you would react. I said, because I don't believe it. Do you mean they thought she would believe it and you wouldn't? I really feel deep down inside. I was the one that they were targeting from even a year prior to that, my daughter was talking about this molestation. I said, how can you do this to me? Why can my daughter say this when it didn't even happen? So I believe this was all their way of starting their defense, getting everything all set up for them. Because Jose never contacted me directly. He never did. Never talked to me about different things. Did I reach out to him different times in three years? I certainly did. I wanted my daughter to have a good defense, but also didn't want to be played like a fool. And when was the first time you heard the allegation that she supposedly was making that you had molested her. Coming up. The hurt, the anger inside of me, I wanted to go and jump over this railing that we had, and I wanted to confront Mr. Baez. I was angry. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. 
It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony. As my conversation about the details of the trial continues, I want to warn you that some of the court testimony I'm going to play for Cindy and George is sexually graphic. When was the first time you heard the allegation that she supposedly was making that you had molested her? In a letter that was released that she had, she was having a correspondence with another inmate and this inmate was talking about her life and how she probably could have been molested and Casey agreed. She said, well, maybe something happened with my brother and or my dad. I just don't remember. When I saw that, I was hurt. I was hurt deeply to think my daughter could even concoct something like that. And I said, you know something, they're coming after me now and saying that I did something wrong. I'm the one that's being looked at in the wrong direction. Well, you know, legal analysts have called this the social media trial mm -hmm. and that perhaps the defense monitored the Facebooks and Twitters and determined that there were people out there that didn't like you and therefore you became a good target. Uh, do you believe any of that contributed to you being selected as a fall guy here or, or someone to point the finger at? Oh, absolutely I do. I, I believe everything they did, they were, they were pointing stuff at me, making me be the one that's going to help get my daughter acquitted of charges against her, of first-degree murder, of aggravated child abuse, or felony murder, whatever it was going to be. Yeah, I was the one who was targeted because they had to cause reasonable doubt, and they did. They did their job. Did you know when you walked in there that they were going to lead with this molestation theory as to why she lied? In that particular time that Cindy had met with uh, Jose Baez at our attorney's office, yeah, that was a speculation. But for him to say that specific opening statement that he said, oh, no, that was an extreme low blow. This family must keep its secrets quiet. And it all began when Casey was eight years old and her father came into her room and began to touch her inappropriately. This child, who at eight years old, learned to lie immediately. She could be 13 years old, have her father's penis in her mouth, and then go to school and play with the other kids as if nothing ever happened. The hurt, the anger inside of me even right now, to hear that again, that hurts. To, to, to think that that could be concocted and that could be an opening statement. And the judge's ruling was we could be in court, we could not have any kind of reaction whatsoever. And to sit there and just look straight ahead or look down for a moment and just hold your composure, that was very hard for me to do. I, I wanted to go and jump over this little railing that we had and, and I wanted to confront Mr. Baez on what he said right now. I haven't cared for him from day one. I, I just had that bad feeling, but when he said that, I thought, you know, pal, you've already destroyed me, you're just trying to destroy me some more. But you know something? I stood up in front of him and I told him, you're not taking away my joy no more. You're trying to take this joy of my life away from me, sir, and you can't do it anymore. George, did you ever touch your daughter inappropriately? No, sir, I did not. Did you ever sexually molest her at any age, in any way, at any time? No, sir, I did not. Did not. I, could, I, I couldn't do that and would not do that. Do you believe that? Absolutely. So you believe that this defense theory was not truthful? Absolutely. 
I know it's not truthful. So if that defense theory contributed to this acquittal on those three charges, then those acquittals, in your opinion, are based on misinformation given to the jury? No, because I don't think the jury based their decision on that statement. I think they based their decision on the lack of evidence that the state was able to prove. If I was sitting on that jury, I would have done the same thing that the jury did because they did not prove, the state did not prove their case. All right, but let me ask you something. In, you said you absolutely do not believe what they said about George. So I want to be very clear here because you were in this home you were there in the mornings. You were there during the day. You were there at night. Do you know to the absolute core of your heart that this man never molested your daughter? Coming up. George began to yell at her. Look what you've done. You will go to jail for child neglect for the rest of your freaking life. What was your reaction when you heard that? We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony. Do you know to the absolute core of your heart that this man never molested your daughter? Absolutely, because if I knew that, he would not be sitting here today. Because I would have either killed him myself or had him arrested. And I would have moved anything? him away. Absolutely no, not. No warning signs ever Absolutely went off in your not. head? No maternal instinct ever triggered? Because I, I, I'm of the opinion that you can be kind of a Pollyanna sometimes. You, you, I've, I've said that to you. I know you, because you, you try to not see ugly things, but this is something you wouldn't turn a deaf ear to? Absolutely not, and he knows that. If he would ever laid a finger on any of the kids or myself, he would have been gone. Were you ever bathing her or dressing no. her or around her and see any physical evidence of touching or inappropriateness no. or the result of inappropriateness at all? Did you ever see any indication whatsoever? No, and I feel that during the time of our separation, if there was anything of that, that that was Casey's time to tell me because it was us. And she could have used that to keep her dad away. I mean, if she would have said something like that, I would have never reconciled with him. That would have been a deal breaker for me. So she I, was looking for ammunition. Absolutely. She wanted him out of there. Absolutely. And if there was, she could have given it to me then. And she left Kaylee alone with him a lot. George babysat quite a bit while Casey and I would do stuff. Yep. Which so, I enjoyed so much. Oh, yes. Enjoyed so that time with her. for her to put her daughter in that position, I don't believe it for a minute. Did they confide in you at any time before the trial that they were going to accuse him of molesting her? Um, the state's attorney's office did. We found out within a week after I found out that Kaylee had drowned, we knew they were going to point the finger at George somehow, and they were going to go on that molestation theory. Once you heard this, did you ever ask George if it was true? No, I never had to. Did you want her to take the stand? It would have been very interesting, but I think she'd have been um, mentally destroyed by the prosecution. I think they really would have grilled her like probably. Did no you want her it. to be cross-examined on this? It would have been very session? interesting to have her answer some of the things of the particular day of June 16th. 
her explanation of what happened on that particular day, what time all this kind of stuff happened, who was all there, what was said, what was done, but she never had the opportunity to say that. So that was one major prong of their defense. This was why she kept the secret, why right. she had learned and, and had the pattern of keeping the secret. They dropped another bombshell in there about the pool and, mm -hmm. and all of that, which y'all knew was coming. Let's take a look at that. George Anthony approached Casey and started yelling at her, where's Kaylee, where's Kaylee? They began to search the house. They couldn't find her. As soon as Casey came around this corner and went back, she saw George Anthony holding Kaylee in his arms. She immediately grabbed Kaylee and began to cry and cry and cry. And shortly thereafter, George began to yell at her, look what you've done. Your mother will never forgive you and you will go to jail for child neglect for the rest of your freaking life. She cried and cried and asked for her father's help. What was your reaction when you heard that articulated and detailed out? That you were there, you were yelling, you were screaming, you were threatening, and you were coercing her. I wanted to jump up and just say, hey, listen, I had nothing to do with this, but you can't. You've got to let him do his job. Did it bother me? It still bothers me even to hear it even again today. I know that it didn't happen the way they're talking about happening. How could I have pulled my granddaughter out of a, a, a pool hold her there, give her off to Casey, and then go off to work that day? That makes no sense to me. I, I, I'd be the one to call 911, try to resuscitate my granddaughter. Why wouldn't I have done the right thing? I've been trained to do that. As a police officer, would you know that an accidental drowning would not wind up with somebody spending the rest of their life in jail? Oh, absolutely they wouldn't. I mean, that, that's, it's an accident. It's stuff that happens. It didn't make sense because if I would have been a juror listening to that, I wouldn't have bought that part of that um, because I would have felt both parties would have been responsible for the drowning because if George was home and Casey was home and the child was found in the pool, that both of them would have been negligent. Just as you are absolutely drop-dead certain that there was no molestation on George's part, are you as certain that he was not there if and when a drowning took place? Absolutely, because I saw George's emotions when he found out that Kaylee was missing that night. I saw George's determination for six months to find Kaylee. I saw a man being destroyed little by little. He was dying inside. If he would have had any knowledge of that, things would have been totally different. We would have known on the 16th what happened to Kaylee. So was this jury duped by this theory? Coming up. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. When the first one came through, I remember I started to shake. Then the second charge came through, not guilty. And when the third one came through, I'm like, oh my gosh, my daughter's going to walk out of here. We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony. So was this jury duped by this theory? I don't think they bought the whole theory, but the fact that Kaylee could have drowned, there was more possibility and more evidence there than there was that she was murdered. But why implicate George? Because he was running out of 
people to blame besides Casey. I mean, he, I think his intention was to put it on somebody. Jose's job, and he said from day one that he was going to do everything he could to get Casey off, that she did not deserve to be there. She did not hurt her daughter, and he didn't care whose toes he was going to step on. He didn't care who he was going to hurt along the way. George became his fall guy, and I was angry at Mr. Bias for that, and I still to this day believe that they did not need to involve George in that scenario. It was still been, a, been the same verdict. It's interesting to me that you say two major prongs of the defense was that you molested her and therefore taught her that you keep secrets and you, you live a, a secret life and that you were there and instructed her as an authority figure that had power and control over her to hide this and, and cover this up. That was misinformation to the jury, correct? Absolutely. But you just think that's not the reason they acquitted her on, on the three charges because you think they saw through this. I believe from what some of the juries have come forward to that there was not enough evidence to convict Casey on murder. I mean, the state did not prove their burden. And had they put in a different charge other than the three charges that they did, I think Casey probably would have been found guilty of something other than lying to a police. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty, so say we all, dated at Orlando, Orange County, Florida, on this 5th day of July, 2011, signed for person. When the first one came through, they found her not guilty of first-degree murder. I remember I started to shake. I got this deepness feeling in my heart. I'm like, okay, but she's going to actually be in jail for a while to pay for Kaylee's death. Then the second charge came through. Verdict as to count two. Be the jury find the defendant not guilty. Not guilty? Like, okay. Then when the third game came through for aggravated child abuse, nothing. Verdict as to count three. We the jury find the defendant not guilty. So say we all. Like, oh my gosh, my daughter's gonna walk out of here. And I'm never gonna know about Kaylee. I felt she needs to have something be held accountable for. If that meant being in jail, that meant being in jail. You wanted them to find something against her. I did. That's, that's being truthful. That's being honest. So as you sat there in the courtroom, you wanted to hear a guilty to one of those first three. I did. I, did, I, I didn't want to see my daughter put to death. Of course. But I, I wanted her to be held responsible for my granddaughter. I did. And I still do. What was your reaction? You wanted to hear I was praying for all three not guilty, and I was elated when all three of them came not guilty. What do you think about him saying honestly that he wanted her to be found guilty of something, not death penalty, but to be held accountable for this? I think he felt betrayed by Casey and definitely by her defense team. He wanted some type of retribution for what she put him through for those three years and then what she put him through for the trial. I think George is so hurt by the fact that they did this to him that he wanted to see her pay. Was it retribution or was it accountability for Kaylee? I wanted accountable for Kaylee. She was always my focus from day one to find out what happened to her. I, and I wanted someone to be held accountable for that. And I, I'm holding Casey responsible for that. You were disappointed in the verdict. You were relieved by the verdict. Absolutely. So you all see that very differently. Mm -hmm. 
Do you respect his right to see it that way? Absolutely. And Do like you respect her right to see it her way? Right. And I've even said, you know, now that Casey is out, if she can have a relationship with her mom and her brother, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I don't think the relationship between Casey and I will be any more than what it is right now. We're going to have a very strained relationship. I love my daughter, but I don't like what the last three years has done to us. Coming up. Did you look up chloroform? I looked up chlorophyll. You do understand that there is a significant portion of the public that believes that you perjured yourself on the stand to protect your daughter. Throughout the interview, I have repeatedly called Cindy out on her seemingly endless string of excuses, denials, and what I consider to be a Pollyanna perspective. I felt it was time to sit down with her one-on-one. -on -one. I asked her about the accusations of whether she perjured herself on the stand or not, and if it has been hard to stand by George in the face of all the allegations leveled against him. George has been beat up in this thing, Absolutely. something terrible. Has it been hard to stand by him through this, or have you done it because you had no doubts about him? I've had no doubts about him. It's been difficult to watch him for the last three years, from a, being a strong man to a broken man overnight. And I'm still fighting every day to keep him healthy and to keep our marriage together. Do you think Casey was the onus for generating some of these attacks and arguments against him? I mean, she had to at least be involved, right? Yeah. Well, with, with, with the lawyers, the defense team. Yes, and I think Jose's original intent was to go after both Lee and George during the trial. And I believe with all my heart that Casey put a stop to him going after her brother. Um, I think that watching Casey during some of what Jose was stating about her father, you could either take it that she was crying because it actually happened to her, or you could take it that she was crying because she had to do this to her dad, or her defense had to do this to her father. Do you think she regrets it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But why, would you, why do you think so? I think she regrets it. But I don't think Jose regrets it. No matter what he did or said, he was going to get Casey off, and he did. And so from his standpoint, he feels justified. But I think that's something Casey's going to have to live with the rest of her life. But it didn't get to you. You didn't buy the molestation argument. Absolutely. You didn't buy that he was there. Did you buy the affair? No, I know he didn't have an affair with her. So that didn't... It didn't bother me. I was not worried about this woman at all. Even as vulnerable as George was, he wouldn't have turned to her. I wanted to turn our conversation to the controversy surrounding the now infamous chloroform searches and whether Cindy did or did not perjure herself. Now, Cindy dropped a bombshell in court when she said, and I quote, I did Google search chloroform. This prompted many to suspect that she may have perjured herself because she knew that chloroform was a key piece of evidence against Casey. But who made the search itself wasn't the only issue. When it was conducted was also a problem. The contradiction was simple. At the precise time that a computer search for chloroform was made from Cindy's home computer, her work record said she was at her job, not at the home computer, from which the searches emanated. 
She says, if those computer entries were made, then I made them. I was home, close quotes. This became problematic because the chief compliance officer at her place of employment testified she was at work when these searches were made. Let's listen to her explanations. You know, one of the things that people have observed and said is that you lied on the witness stand mm -hmm. about the chloroform. Absolutely. Did you lie? No, I did not. Okay, I'll tell you what, let's take a look at what was said at trial and let you put it in context for us. You told me at your deposition that you searched for chlorophyll, correct? Yes. Do you recall denying that you made any searches for how to make chloroform? I didn't look up how to make chloroform, I looked up chloroform. Did you input the words into the Google search engine, how to make chloroform? I don't recall putting in how to make chloroform, but I did Google search chloroform. Did you look up chloroform? I looked up chlorophyll and it prompted chloroform. It was only on for several seconds. I looked at it and then we clicked off of it. So you did look it up? Like it it auto-filled? Yes, it prompted it to go to chloroform. Right, and you were looking for what? I was looking up chlorophyll because there was issues with my smallest Yorkie. She was eating bamboo like crazy. And the reason I looked up chlorophyll is because there's different types of chlorophyll that have almost like a toxic effect, and I learned quite a bit about it. Just to be very clear, you didn't claim to look it up to take heat off no. of Casey looking it up. No, absolutely not. And you're very clear on that. Absolutely not. Why did they accuse you of perjury? They didn't. In fact, the state's attorney's office didn't want to bring me up on perjury charges. Um, I also believe that the state's attorney's office realized that the program that they used during the um, trial was not reliable. Remember the 84 searches? He came back and said that that was false. There was, that there was a glitch in his program. You do understand that there is a significant portion of the public that believes that you perjured yourself on the stand to protect your daughter. I did not perjure. When I raised my hand and swore to God that I would tell the truth and nothing but the truth, I said, so help me God, I would not. And I did not. So you are staunch and adamant I'm a, you did not I perjure did not. yourself on the stand. I did not. On Kaylee's name, the one person that I hold most dearest to my heart, I would swear on her name that I made a chloroform search. Cindy stands firmly by her testimony, and subsequently, it's been reported that a software designer who initially testified and said the chloroform website was visited 84 times was actually only visited once. Cindy says if there was a glitch in the amount of searches, then the time she was home could be wrong as well. Furthermore, the state attorney's office issued a statement that they are, quote, not pursuing perjury charges. Have you heard from her in any way since the verdict? Um, indirectly, yes. How, how so? Through her attorney. And what was the message? That she loves us, all of us, and that when the time's right, that she'll be able to talk to us. You will embrace her, love her? I want to hug her. I want to tell her I love her. She knows I'm mad at her. I mean, she knows. I wrote her a letter just before the verdict came in, and I told her how upset I was about what 
the defense was doing to her father and to our family. That you will speak to her, you will see her? Absolutely. I hope someday that I, I get the truth. Coming up. If she showed up on your front porch and said, I, I want to come home, what would you say? At this point, Casey is, by my understanding, one of the most criticized, hated, maligned figures in the entire country right now. How do you feel about that? It hurts because a lot of those same feelings against her have been directed to both George and I. And um, it's just very unfair. What do you think her future holds? I really don't know. Um, my hope for her is that she does get the therapy that she needs and if there's any treatment that's required that she's able to receive it and I hope at some point she can move on with her life. I would love to see her be happy either in a career or in a family setting, you know, I'd love for her to get married if she so chooses and if she's healthy to be able to be a mom again. If she showed up on your front porch tomorrow and said, I'm broke, I'm lost, I have nowhere to go, I, I want to come home, what would you say? We actually had that discussion. Um, Lee and I would find a place for her. Whether or not she would physically move in to our current home, I don't think that's possible, especially with um, her relationship with George. Would she be welcome in your home? Not while I was there, no. But given what's happened and what the defense has done and the manner in which you have been, had your character assassinated right. or, or certainly besmirched, um, you would not No, not, not coexist right. no, with her. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. And you would not expect him to? No. I wouldn't. I, I respect George and his feelings too much, and I understand his feelings. Um, the hardest thing I had to do was sit there and listen to what they were saying about him. I got physically ill that day, physically ill. Well, a lot of people think, just give it time, that she'll mess up again, and time will tell. How about you two? You two going to be all right? I think so. I don't think we could be hurt too much more. I really don't. I think we're going to be okay. We have a chance to make a difference through talking about Kaylee's fund and what we feel we can do with that and Kaylee's law. Talk to me, if you would, about Kaylee's law. Bottom line is there's always someone like us that could be hurt by someone not reporting whether someone's missing or injured or deceased. We're hoping that this law might, I'm not saying that it would have made any difference in our case with Casey, but getting it to be a law passed where someone may face pretty severe consequences by not reporting a missing child or um, not reporting a death in a timely manner would spare the rest of the family. Um, we don't want to ever see anybody go through what we did for six months. And I'm hoping that George and I can be an inspiration for others. Well, I hope so too. And I, I think that many, many people in this country feel that 
Casey has not had a reckoning for what she has done. I know that her defense team says, look, she stood trial. She was acquitted. Respect the system and leave her alone. To which a lot of people say she wasn't found innocent. She was found not guilty. Right. And I think that's what have people upset. Um, they've had a lot of questions uh, about you two. I think you've gotten to tell the story that you didn't get to tell in the trial here today. Uh, and you've certainly been candid and honest. So thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been eight weeks since I sat down with Cindy and George Anthony, and they've had time to reflect on our conversation. I recently received an email from George, and he said that he appreciated the fact that I really took the time to let them talk and tell their side of the story for the first time, and they seem to really appreciate that. Now, I said last week at the beginning of this interview that whether you supported or vilified Cindy and George Anthony, that after watching our conversation, you just might change your mind about the two of them. I'm curious if you did. Please go to drphil.com and share your thoughts. As for me, I have to tell you that as a grandparent, I felt very deeply for the pain they were going through because they've lost a daughter to what I think is horrific behavior. They've lost a granddaughter that has left them wounded. They've been damaged by the judgment and the criticism that they've received from the public. And most certainly, they have not been perfect parents and I'm sure they would make different choices along the way, including during this three years if they had them. But I do not believe that either one of them had any knowledge that this child's life had been ended and it has hurt them deeply, but I do hope that they find some peace going forward. Now tomorrow, I sit down with Levi Johnston, who will speak out about his custody issues with Bristol Palin and her family. Thanks for watching.